you, with you, with you, with you, with you. With Welcome you, to With You, you a women's rugby you, community you, podcast. With you. I'm Suze. With you. I use she, her pronouns, and I'll be with your host. You. Always with you. This is a really thrilling intro. You got it? Is it good? Is it good? Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Welcome back for the final episode of season two of With You, a women's rugby community podcast. This week, we'll pick right back up with Smarto's Joy and dive into how we can support the collegiate teams through their return to play. It's been a rough one, but they're resilient, and we have an opportunity to support them. I'll let you get right into it. Part four, Joy. You don't ever get to, you don't get to see everyone all the time, which makes the event part that much more fun. So like in club rugby, like when I was with Pittsburgh, you know, you st- it's almost mm. like I'm sick of you people sometimes because it's like I see you every day. We're texting and emailing constantly. And, <laughs> you know, it's like this not and then I just need a break. Uh-huh. Like I need a break. It's and I'll shout out to anyone right now who's a club president yeah. because it's really hard to be the boss of your friends. And that's like something that I really <laughs> empathize with. Um, yeah. And it kind of can create some like weird things about like how you interact with your friends. Cause now you're like kind of their boss all the time, but like at a national, you know, for at like a national level, like, so since you only see people maybe four times a year max, and that means you have to make it to a thing. So this upcoming weekend, you know, we have our all-star tournament. I'm so pumped. Like going to see people from Iowa and New York and Texas and Missouri, you know, from all of our States and, mm-hmm it's really important time. We always try to find some time where coaches can all, you know, meet without the kids because it's so much easier. Like, Oh, Oh, Ohio. And come here. We're going to talk about this thing for like, instead of having 27 emails, we're going to talk about one thing for eight minutes and it's going to be over. Cause it's so nice to just like be able to talk to someone mm-hmm. and like, you can really like, you know, emote and they can see your body length and you can use your, you know, your voice, Versus always having this kind of Zoom type, you know, interface. It's not the same because ultimately you're still just like kind of sitting by yourself. So getting the gang back together is always really fun. I think that was like your joy too, was putting grinding and grinding, but then seeing it, anticipating that, knowing that you're going to be able to have that in-person connection. Maybe you're the two kids on your team who take it really seriously and no one else does. Now you get to go play on a team where everybody takes it really seriously. And it like, it is that first time you have that experience. It is like mind blowing. Yep. They're like, Whoa, we're playing really fast and these skills are really good. And we're playing against teams that are, it's not just get the ball to your fastest kid and Uh let them run. Like Uh that doesn't work because that girl's just as fast as me, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I love all-star rugby so much. Um, yeah. and selects all-star select like you know the nuance representative side like the nuance of all those different words yeah. um but if you want to put your hand like play more rugby like let's find ways to play more rugby and then it trickles down so you know we've worked really hard over the years to build it up and i'm excited that other other new conferences new members because this was always just a small college event because it was an enscrow event and I always had my, our conference has also has big schools too. And they were always jealous. Why don't we get to go? And uh-huh. I go, well, you don't get to go. Cause like you're in this other thing. 
And so now that that door opened, yeah, and they were pumped and they were like, they're like, hell yeah, like, let's go do this. Mm -hmm. They were excited that they wanted to go do this thing that they could never do before. So I'm excited, you know, for that. And it's just like a way for, you know, coaches get to play. And as it, you know, as I kind of patched this torch to Hannah, I was like, well, here's all my notes. Here's the budget. Let me know if you need help. Like, if, if I, if we've done anything right in the last five years, I can, I don't have to be the only person who can knows how to book a hotel room or, (laughs) you know, I can't be the only person who like talks to the screen printer to get t-shirts or how do you know, how do you travel and eat on a budget like feeding how do you feed this many people and not spend twenty dollars a head for every meal and there's all kind of different ways to like you know you have a price sensitive group if you don't have like some groups aren't very price sensitive and you can just say like hey it costs whatever and we're just you know it costs seven hundred dollars and people go okay but if you have groups that's yeah that's like not the case or if you're gonna spend a couple hundred bucks you better give like whatever it is, you got to give them a good friggin' time. Yep. Because if they need to make sure that they got their money's worth, because if they don't like, you're going to hear about it. Like you're going to let you know. And that's like, <laughs> it, 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 and that's all dues membership organizations, right? You know, if you're in a club, like if you're in a city, like, uh, like Denver or Washington, DC or Atlanta, you know, Chicago, there's more than one club you can go join your value has to be obvious and understood yeah because then people will want to keep coming back Mm -hmm. so that's like for us all stars is one of these things that ncr that we offer as we feel like it's a it's a membership benefit Mm -hmm. it's obvious and understood Mm -hmm. you know there's no extra fees you have to uh, if you're a member you get to come you're not paying more into it to travel to it you don't have you know there's no more extra of that Mm -hmm. or playoffs no I got plenty of emails that say, hey, is there, what do we owe to go to regionals? Like, like you nothing. don't, you earned it. We've set up the yeah. structure so that you can participate if you, if you meet the competition standards or whatever, you know? Right. That's like, you, exactly. You've earned it. You're in it. This is, this is why you pay dues. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can get a facility and refs and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure. So like, can, I just want, yeah, just focus on getting here. Like that travel component is expensive enough. We're not, you know, I'm not charging you anymore just to like walk on these hallowed grounds or whatever. Like, no, like sh- show up ready to play. You know, yeah. we'll take care of it from there. I, I I love your enthusiasm and all the work that you're doing. And it's really great. It's really great to talk to you about all of this and, and to better understand the way collegiate rugby has changed these last few years and the circumstances around how. I'm excited. You have me excited <laughs> for, for the way that it's changed, like the way that those clubs could participate in the sevens tournament that they weren't able to before and and the way that it's we maybe whatever it's like corny as shit to say this but like we we got an opportunity to do something to make this better i guess we kind of started out that way in our conversation as well so yeah you know you always get out of it what you put into it part five what's next yeah because there's like there's just a lot going on it's difficult to follow if this isn't like your thing and then you go to your alumni weekend and you're like what do you mean you don't play this team and what do you mean you don't go here and like you know people have jobs and lives and you know families and they kind of move on and then then they go back they you know it's that you know they want it to be the thing it was for them Mm -hmm. and then nostalgia's a a bitch you know 
<laughs> if you're like an alum, like, yeah, like send and you haven't maybe heard from your team in a while, email or a text or message them on Instagram and just try to see like, hey, are you guys active? Like, are you okay? Yeah. What are your numbers like? Do you guys like, because maybe they, maybe they played. Most teams weren't healthy enough to get back to 15s this fall. So like any team who did, it was like, tr like truly is like miraculous. And I applaud them because that is difficult. Yeah. Um, but a lot of teams, they played sevens instead, either they play like a regular seven circuit or they would, you know, kind of take who you had and then would come or play tens or would show up and just split numbers and just have like a play day. You know, everyone, everyone plays against everyone just to play. There were a lot of different approaches in different co conferences, depending on like what works for you and what your players wanted to do. So are you okay with sevens? Or if you don't like, eh, we don't really want to play sevens. We want to play bigger number sides. So we're just going to combine and bring jerseys and split. Okay. Like that's fine too. It helps like get that momentum back. So I think a lot of teams are definitely healthier going into this spring season. Um, and then going back into the fall, next fall, 2022, I think a, the competition will be a lot healthier because teams just like needed a chance to find their sea legs and you know get things going again something that was really difficult for a lot of club teams you know traditional club teams post 2020 was in 2020 a class of seniors graduated and then a year went by those juniors became seniors and they didn't really not, not a lot of teams were able to do much and then they graduated so now a freshman from 2020 is a junior in 2022 and they didn't have anybody to learn anything from and that was part of the problem as well as even just getting the fall season started we couldn't get a hold of teams commission we were trying to get a hold of teams and people and, and like, we didn't have the right contact their match secretary secretary changed or retired or graduated right correct and then there was like who is it no one is it someone and uh I have had a lot of people rib me about what they refer to as my Instagram habit. And I was like, oh my God, this team is practicing. Here's their email. They just posted it. I was truly stalking teams trying. And cause I was like, I was like, you're not connected. I know that X team isn't connected to their league right now. And they're just kind of, I was like, what are they going to do? They don't have a league schedule. Or I'd get emails from random teams in random places that said like, um, where do we belong? We have no concept of what conference we're in or who to contact to be in that conference or how do we get on a league schedule? And they just like, didn't know, didn't know who to ask. So we would get requests to our like generic website email all the time. That was like, um, how do we be a part of this? And it was like, okay, let's start from the very beginning. How do you run a rugby club? So if you're an alum out there, or maybe you're a recent, you know, you're a recent grad, you graduated 10 years ago, maybe you're going to graduate this year, or maybe you're going to go back to, maybe you're going to go to graduate school and there's a team that's undergraduate there. Um, and maybe you're like not eligible, but you can still go run around or something. Some programs are really good at this and that their alumni are very connected, not only in a superficial way where they come back once a year and have a party, yeah. but they actually like, contribute they like raise money and that goes to the team to help pay for things and like dues and referee fees and stuff or you know an alumni will volunteer to referee your games for free 
or they still live in town. So they help you coach and those kinds of things. And some coaches are better at this, or some teams have stronger cultures of this than others. But the last two years, just because of the way that way people graduated kind of without their last, their upperclassmen years of rugby, a lot of schools are just seeing like a total breakdown and they're rebuilding and they don't have those connections to their alum. Yeah. And they haven't stayed in touch. And I mean, a lot of like they're, they're 20 years old and they're starting from scratch. And, you know, we joked earlier about like, you know, the captain who's running practice, yep. who's played for 14 months. So yep. obviously you're qualified, more qualified than the newest person. But that also applies to all the stuff it takes to actually get to the field and, sure. you know, club and the, and then it, it's a bummer. And I see it a lot is rugby becomes the things you did in college because if you were a leader you are burnt out mm -hmm. because you had to you there were no adults to help you order jerseys and get a ref and find medical and organize practice and create a lineup and make subs while you're playing yeah you know because you're trying to do juggle all this and then you get out of it and there's like one of two paths either you like kind of you keep doing it or it's just like you're totally move on because it's people are just like can't don't want to like it just took too much time up and there's mm -hmm. so many other things to compete for your time as an adult yes which is so unique about college is like you have more time than you'll ever have right more way way more time than you had in high school and far more time than you'll ever have as an adult yes. so you can dedicate a lot of time to doing stuff like that but then how do you continue to manage these things and then you go ask a 27 year old alumni, Hey, can you like help us with this thing? And they're like, mm, sorry, we're busy. Yeah. But that 27 year old had a baller experience because some other alumni 10 years before helped them. I think the biggest thing I've never turned down someone who contacted me and said, how can I help? Never one time at any level. Can I help with this? Can I help some, and like whatever your skill sets are, you could probably put it to good use. You know, like if you're a graphic designer and you made, one post a week if you made one cool like half decent looking instagram post for your kids a week they would love that sure. if they don't have the skills themselves if you don't have time but you have like 10 bucks they'll take that 10 bucks too yeah you know if you were a club president and you hey like do you know that you can ask the school for more money if you go through this person and blah 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 or hey this this bus company used to give us discounts because we're a tax exempt organization. Do you know what that means? Do you know how to get that paperwork? All of, a lot of that stuff gets lost. When I was in college, we used to have the exec board. We had a binder. Did you have a binder in college? Like a big binder that had big all your stuff binder. in it. Yep. Yes. <laughs> the binder. Mm -hmm. It was like sacred and it had all this stuff in it. It was like yeah. how you did everything. Yeah. And it had, a, you know, like the match secretary that I took over for just handed me a binder yep. full of things like this is what you're going to do this is who you're going to contact these are the weekends that we usually have these special events like everything right there right here's this binder and this is something that i've noticed is that there's this transition of when i yeah it was all binder right uh -huh. is this binder you had to have these physical copies because like you know i graduated college with like a blackberry and i was like everyone was like why would you want email on your phone I didn't even have one. Yeah, like, yeah, like, everyone, yeah, yeah people thought uh -huh. it was, like, amazing. First of all, it was either, it was either amazing or it was, like, why would you want that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, why would you, what do you even need that for? And I was like, because I'm the match secretary and I need to like, I was like, I thought you wanted to play on Saturday. Uh So I'm going to email these people while I'm in class Uh on my phone, Uh you know? Yeah. And, but now, so there's been this transition, obviously, with like better devices. It's like, oh, everything is digital and everything's a Google form. And, you know, and you have all this data, but you have like no actual information because that binder got thrown away. Yeah. And team, I don't think teams have the binder and they don't have like in January, you have to do this. And in February, you have mm-hmm. to do this and but 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 but. Yeah, you just made a really good point thinking about how those seniors graduated without being able to fully pass it on. And then there was a whole year of seniors Uh that didn't really get to play or pass anything on. So, like, the the continuity was broken up between playing and it was in between, like, our binder, which is, like, our our history, which is our organization. Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge disconnect for a lot of clubs that – 2020 spring 2020 to fall 2022 all of all of a sudden sophomores who have never been in freshmen and sophomores who weren't in charge of anything are now in charge of everything and it's a lot of the situation is like you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like well i thought the referee would just show up Mm -hmm. don't they know we have a game did you tell them that you had a game Mm -hmm. well i don't know okay, well, that's why two teams showed up and you had no referee. And that's like a great learning moment, but a waste of y'all's time. (laughs) So like when you could be playing rugby. Right. And you'll, yeah. And somebody, you know, somebody's cousin is going to play and they're going to, and you're going to scrimmage and everyone's okay with that. You know, that's, that's fine. It's like, you've got to play today, (laughs) but and like, yeah, and that kind of stuff happens, but like just the, how you do stuff, all of the stuff that I've been talking about for an hour, yeah, 99% of 20 year olds have no idea what that is. Nope. They don't, it's not even, it doesn't, it shouldn't affect them. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have to worry about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're doing your that, job, right. If you have enough support and like the organization around you is good too. Right. Right. So as long as me and your commissioners and your coaches, like if they're doing their jobs, you shouldn't have to be worried about all of this big stuff, the about the blah 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 blah. Yeah, like, well, they just, just you ties, have to have the just ties back into your point about clubs, collegiate clubs needing their alumni right now too, because right. we remember what it was like to be an administrator and a player, or and or a captain all at the same time, like running practices because our, we lost a coach or they couldn't make it, or and how difficult that was. And when that gets compounded with that break in continuity that you've pointed out, it's, I mean, it just seems overwhelming to think about. So I couldn't imagine being in those positions as an 18-year-old. The, yeah, the, the young people of rugby are, they're resilient. They're a resilient group and they're making their own adventure. We just, so like the adults in the room, we just have to make sure that we're right. providing opportunities for them to play. That's meaning, providing that meaningful competition, whatever that is. So like my, the ARUs are our fall sevens league. It's just like an in-house league. It doesn't go anywhere that doesn't, if you win it, if you win it in the fall, it doesn't like mean anything technically. It just, all it is, is that I 
get some trophies at the end of the year and I hand them to you and like, that's it. Like there's no, there's nothing past it, you know? And, but don't tell my kids that because they think it's real. Well, it's it really, real and, them. it's, it's, it's a competition for them. They're able to learn. They're able to play rugby. That's real. Right. That's enough. It's, it's right. It's very important to them. And some people scoff a lot of arguments with people like, oh, well, like who cares? Cause it doesn't like lead to anything. And I'm like, yeah, but like, it's this platform to play and they're successful at it. You know, I think what lines up a lot, what I find a lot is like the people that I talk to, a lot of the people who have, which is very often, you know, this is a place where you serve. This is a job that you serve others in. And a lot of the people jobs, not all of them, but by and large are teachers and nurses and educators and other very often counselors who have other career paths that are, yeah, that are service-based, that are based in this, like based in human, human interaction and, you know, trying to, you know, help you get to other places. And like, I am a teacher. This is a full-time job. Like I have a full-time job, which is why the bell was ringing earlier because I was still at school. It's just so hard sometimes when people walk away, like some people really do walk away. Like, and it's over. I'm always like, how do you do that? Like, how do you, like, how are you walking away truly and never thinking like, what's going on with my old team? Or like, I know there's a high school team down the road who needs help or my local referee society is dying for referees. Dying for referees, by the way, all everyone. Are. All of them Ev are, not just oh yours. <laughs> yeah, I know everyone yeah we don't we do not have the time but yeah if there's a if a refereeing is a great way to get involved back with the game yeah because you only have to show up on game day mm -hmm. you get paid mm -hmm. and then you can come and go kind of as you wish right you can do it every weekend you could do it every other weekend you could tell your society i only want a referee x level you know i only want to i only feel comfortable doing this or I'm only willing to travel so far, you know, if you, I only want to, I'm going to referee my own hometown. I'm going to referee my alumni uh, where I, oh my God, I'm like just word vomiting. I can't get it out. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I'm only going to, I'm an alum of this college and I want to ref their home games and I don't want to be charged for it. That's how I'm going to three times, you know, a couple of times a year, save them, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. We've, We'd have to start all over if you wanted to talk about referee shortages, no. but <laughs> I just like really love college rugby. Yeah. I just like really love it. It changed my life. You know, it really did. And I don't know. Sometimes things like what would have happened if I made the blue band? If I would have made the blue band at Penn State, I would have never joined the rugby team. Well, you weren't and I think I would have band, dude. I was a marching band nerd in high school too, and and like we didn't have one at my college, and I'm glad that they didn't because I would have never found rugby either. And I can't imagine who I would be, where I would be if I hadn't found rugby. Yeah, I think I would have had a perfectly great time, but I wouldn't be doing. You know, I think I would have. But then you know, what's great about rugby is after college, like if I'd have been in the marching band, then I would have graduated, and then what? Then what do you do? Rugby just gives you this lifestyle mm -hmm. that, like you said, it just grabs onto you. Mm -hmm. And 
I just don't know what I would do on, what do you do on Saturdays if you're not at a pitch? You know, yeah. my wife always makes fun of me because on Friday, she's like, on Friday nights, you never want to do anything. I'm like, well, Friday nights is like kind of your at home day because you're getting ready for the game. Yeah. I'm like, I want to like do my laundry and kind of have like a quiet Friday because I'm getting amped for Saturday. Uh-huh. That's like how my, that's how I'm wired. Just like, yeah. like, okay, well, we're old now, so I can be late <laughs> on a Friday. But, you know, it's just like you have these, it's just the ritual of it. I just don't, it's hard. I don't know how, how I'm going to walk away from it. I don't think I'm anywhere near that. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to. That's it. Like I've talked about this with people before too. And the show is that like, you can be, you can, you can, God, you can play until you're 50 if you want to, if your body can handle it. Personally, I'm not, I was not there. But, like, there's teams to support. There's, like, becoming involved in alumni associations. There's refing. There's just – there's coaching. There's a million – like, rugby – I don't know. It's – it's it's there's diverse ways that you can be involved. There's kind of endless ways, too. So Yeah. There's always a spot if you want to. Yeah. However you can, whatever you can. Yep. I Whatever you can give, the game will happily take And that's our show for today and for the end of season two. I hope you're inspired to reach out to collegiate teams or referee societies or even just some homies used to play with because we're all connected in a certain way, especially if you've already left the pitch as a player. Big shout out to Smarto for educating us on NCR and for putting in so much work. It's been a joy making this season. So thanks you all for listening along. Cheers. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye, Suze. Bye, Smarto.